Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Love yourself, love your life. Yeah, that's the name of the book, and you got to pick that up. Uh, and our friend Dr. Ann Creekmore joining us here live. Uh, besides being an author, she's here to talk about the work she does uh, from individual couples, uh, family group therapy, hypnosis, psychological evaluations uh, for adolescents, adults, and so many. So we're here and excited to have her here, and it's psychologistsinvirginia.com. That's our website. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Ann Creekmore. How are you? Good, Jill. How are you? I'm doing well. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Was it everything you expected? <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yes. It was nice. How about you? Great. It was fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, we are excited to have you back here. Uh, I know holidays are upon us with Thanksgiving, with Christmas, with Hanukkah, with the New Year, and that also leads to a lot of mental health duress and stress and anxiety and certain conditions. So I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about mental health today. Do you want to jump right into that? Sure. Um, do you um, have anything in particular that you want to talk about today? Well, bipolar disorder. And then there's something that you mentioned that I never heard about. So maybe you can, maybe mm-hmm. some of our listeners are unfamiliar with the term too. It was Una something. Could you share that too? Sure. Um, well, there are two types of depression, and then I, it's a good time to talk about this because sometimes people do become depressed over, you know, the holidays. Some of that can be emotional, you know, I mean, like anniversary grief reactions, you know, with family members not there, losses or things kind of get triggered, missing people, and that's kind of the emotional grief grieving process getting triggered. Um, but also there are chemical imbalances that um, are, uh, and that what that's what you're talking about, the unipolar I mentioned versus bipolar depression. Yes. yes. Now there's uh, the two types of depressions that are both uh, chemical imbalances uh, that can be treatable in a variety of ways, you know, like medication, as cognitive behavioral therapy helps and so on. Um, but the unipolar depression is what we usually think of as depression. Uh, it's when you, you know, is someone who's feeling depressed and they go to their PCP or the family physician and let them know they've been feeling depressed. And they can, you know, even their, their family physician can prescribe for them, um, you know, a, a SSRI, a serotonin reuptake inhibitor medication like Paxil, Prozac, Lexapro, Zoloft, Luvox, depending on, you know, that each of them has, pro, you know, each of them has some different qualities to it but you know they're all the for raising your serotonin which is a positive uh, brain neurotransmitter positive mood brain neurotransmitter and but there's the other kind of depression which is the bipolar depression unipolar is just the flat depression you're just you know stay kind of in the depressed state maybe withdrawn and don't have energy fatigue don't want to do anything and can't do much, sleep all, a lot, you know, maybe more 12 hours or so, 14, maybe even 10. And, but the bipolar depression is a person who has learned, uh, usually when they're younger, actually, to actually bring themselves out of this depression. They're both a depression. But the one who has bipolar has figured out how to get 
themselves out of it by kind of they don't have to go to a bar to get a euphoric cocktail they can just put you know kind of spy something shiny put their running shoes on and just start chasing something exciting and that will actually lift they'll get manic you've heard of that like getting manic or getting agitated and they're actually releasing a lot of these um brain neurotransmitters, their serotonin, uh, their dopamine, their adrenaline, their epinephrine, and so on. They're, they're able to release their own cocktail and kind of temporarily pull themselves out of this depression. And so that's the difference to, to let you know. But what goes up must come down. So even though they might, you know, just find something that, you know, kind of pleasures themselves and they feel good momentarily, of course, those brain neurotrans will go up and then they deplete. And a lot of times when they have just chase something shiny. It wasn't a well thought out plan of action, you know, and sometimes people with bipolar, you know, will, will act out in a sense, you know, they'll overspend or over shop. Um, maybe they'll have act out sexually, you know, or be unfaithful or something. Um, and just or be on the go, go, go so much. They completely exhaust themselves, you know, deplete themselves. Don't sleep, you know, as well. Maybe only sleep three or four hours. Um, and then, you know, then they're exhausted later on after going through this constant, you know, process. And when a person goes, what can happen, too, when the person goes to their PCP and says they're depressed, you know, and then the thought is to give them a, an antidepressant, you know, if they'd like to take one, um, they don't necessarily say, well, yeah, I'm in a depressed slump now. But of course, last week I was, you know, I was uh, go, go, go. I finished all my projects. I, I made three new girlfriends. You know, I only was sleeping three hours a night. Maybe they'll mention that and doctor doesn't exactly, which is important. You should mention that to your doctor if you do have the up and down moody depression or the bipolar depression because it's a different type of medication um, than you would take just for the flat, what we think of as the depression, the unipolar depression. Um, because with the unipolar, you're trying to just bring up their serotonin and that's what an SSRI or the usual antidepressant would do. But when you have a bipolar depression, you can kind of lift your own self out, you know, and but going up and then, you know, then coming down and so on. You actually need a more what's called an atypical antidepressant, um, like Wellbutrin is one or Bupropion, that will uh, will kind of do with different neurotransmitters. But people have to have something with it, a um, a mood stabilizer, like. A lot of the gold standard for bipolar depression is lithium um, because they uh, the idea is that a person is um, the catalyst for brain neurotransmitters to work is lithium. And lithium is a, a mineral that we actually absorb through our uh, foods and our water. But for some reason, some people, their water supply is low, you know, and they don't get enough or what they eat doesn't have enough or they don't process the lithium or whatever. But so they have found that the lithium will actually be, you know, they take it in medication that it actually does that. So then the brain neurotransmitters start to flow better and they're more mood stabilized. And I do know the integrative psychiatrists I've worked with will actually recommend 
taking even a supplement of lithium orotate, which is you can get it on Amazon now, just like everything else these days. And um, because it is something you're just absorbing from your food and your water so that you, you know, maybe can just take a little supplement, you know, and not immediately go to having to take medication lithium, although if that's what you need, you know, then that's what we need to do. Uh, your doctor says so. Yep. But yeah. So I know I've given you a lot of food for thought there. You probably had some questions. No. Well, yeah. You know, cause okay. I've heard that it's, you know, I bipolar is something that I've heard of and I've heard that you know, my father probably hasn't never been diagnosed. Could you just give me more specific signs of, you know, the difference? We'll start with bipolar. What are some of the things that you would notice about someone's behavior? Okay. Um, if, if it's the bipolar, they used to not, when I was in graduate school, they said that didn't start until middle age. Because people with the bipolar depression, and it isn't, they know now, it's now the early 21, they're starting to peek into it, and they can even have it as a child. Mm -hmm. But these people look more functional in a sense okay. than a person who's just depressed. I mean, someone's depressed and they can't get up, can't do anything, they're just sleeping all the time, and, you know, they look depressed. Whereas the person with the bipolar depression goes through phases when they're manic or, or they're up and they're able to, you know, they can be kind of on, they, they uh, you know, can have, you know, four days to a couple of weeks of just being really up and on the go and working and doing projects and relating and being social and, yeah. and, and, so it, it doesn't, so they don't look it. Then they do kind of go into depression as well. Although to some extent, I think they're used to being up and they kind of hide it. They get yeah. more irritable. Yep. And and they really would just, the, I, when I've spoken to people that have it, it's like at that point, they just really want to be like the unipolar depression. They just want to you know, not do anything. They just feel like can't do anything, just totally fatigued and so on. They, their neurotransmitters depleted. And so, but they don't, and they just get real irritable. Um, so a lot of times that may be something that, um, you would notice irritable outbursts. Interesting. Um, yeah. Is Go it ahead. true that when the certain t phases of the moon do affect people mentally, especially with bipolar? <laughs> <laughs> well, the interesting thing about, um, you know, the full moon is that from what I understand, having attended the National Council for Geocosmic Research meetings for decades, which is kind of an understanding of the astrology in general, like the mood, mm -hmm. I mean, the moon, and how it affects things. It's actually the gibbous moon right before okay. the full moon that has a shaky effect. Oh, wow. And the full moon is when it manifests right after that and when people wind up in the hospital or um, you know, different things occur, but it's more like that the initial phase before it and then the outcome phase is when we see that. And there is research to show that that mm -hmm. there are, you know, correlations uh, and, you know, that's considered to be uh, causative with the full moon, you know, like affects the tides and affects, but it's the one right before it <laughs> actually that can you, now, can you be cured of mental health illnesses or do we just have medication and therapy to help us through? Is it possible? 
Absolutely. I mean, different, you know, there are different kinds of disorders like complex PTSD, which can look like bipolar because people are kind of switching into these different moods, but more quickly, not. Although with bipolar two, there's bipolar one and bipolar two. Bipolar one is the one most people can thought about and um, where, you know, if you've had a real manic episode of, uh, you know, where you didn't sleep and your thoughts are racing, you're distractible and you're acting out in in, uh, ways that can be kind of dangerous and maybe even getting, you know, aggressive or whatever, um, that is is different than the bipolar two, which is a milder version, and the mood swings occur, you know, maybe even through the day, some where you might feel on top of the world for a little yeah. while and then really super anxious and panic attacks. And then you can go into a depressive and or irritable. So it's more up and down and it kind of uh it is it's not as clear with the episodes. Um I'm sorry, I wasn't answering your question. What no, was your question? Fine. I don't remember. My question was about being cured. Yeah. Uh, can you cure yes. yourself? Yes. Well, I mean, you have to think everybody's got stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, 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 you know, and we may, some people have to take some medication or supplements or do certain things to maintain their, their health in any way. And they yeah. get, what's the difference between, you know, high blood pressure and you have to take your medication or a bipolar um, chemical imbalance and you take some medication. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In other words, for the stigma of it. So it's not always that you can do without a medication, but, you know, but if you can do the medication and it controls things and you get a nice pill box, so you make sure you actually take them every day because that makes a big difference, then that in a sense is, is kind of being healed. It's like you figured the problem out and, you know, it's like you brush your teeth, you know, <laughs> and you don't have to get problems and go to the dentist. You take that little pill or, you know, and then you don't have to. Uh, and one thing I would, wanted to say before I totally forget, as I mentioned, you know, and I don't know if it's good for me to mention different medications or not, but I mentioned the Wellbutrin. But I, what I wanted to say about that is that sometimes that is something that is given for depression, even with people that have a unipolar depression. Okay. And it, kind of off-label good for uh, ADHD just as well helps focus and so on because it's it affects different neurotransmitters um but it's one of those that if you take it if you have the bipolar depression that you have to take an additional uh, mood stabilizer on the side with it or it will make you worse like that they have found that the ssris medications what i mentioned earlier or wellbutrin that one that they um either they're contraindicated as okay. they said for bipolar depression. So it's it's important for the physician or psychiatrist, of course, to really go through the diagnostic statistical manual mental disorders and really look at the criteria, which I didn't give completely or anything a moment ago, but to look through it, you know, when you're with a client or patient and make sure that they don't meet the requirement for bipolar depression because those others are either don't do, they're not effective, they don't really help, or they can make it worse as well. Because remember, the person with yep. the bipolar is able to kind of lift their own neurotransmitters True. up. 
And then if you're just adding another neurotransmitter, they're going to like it maybe even, you know, like, oh, okay, I got something else to pop for a little while, but you're not doing anything about the mood stabilization. Um, so, yeah. And there was even a study I can mention where they have found about the lithium that uh, there is a greater crime. There was a greater crime rate in this study between oh. the, water supply uh, to these two communities one had a lot of lithium in it and one was low on it and the aggressive crime rate was higher in the one where there wasn't much lithium in the water supply so they've done studies and and, you know to kind of support this use of lithium um as as helpful well, also, let's remind everyone how we can reach out to you, Dr. Ann Creekmore. Could you share? Oh, sure. Um, you can reach me at psychologistinvirginia.com, as you mentioned. I think you said last time there was a problem kind of getting into that. but I, So we kind of looked at it, and I, I think it's uh, there was it kind of shows up, but not the whole website for some reason. But right down toward the bottom, it says click here, and you can get right into the website. So I don't know if that helps at all for well, future. Like you said it was hard. No, I'm trying to click on it now and now I have no reception so I can't even tell you if it, if it works uh, again, but I'm sure it does. We got plenty of ways to contact you. In case in case that helps. We got but, it. Uh, yes. Yes, and even though, and of course, even with bipolar, which is a, a chemical imbalance that you may have to take something for, um like at lots of conditions, there's a lot of therapy that really helps you to get balance in your life, learn how to communicate and express healthily, assertively, you know, and to to get yourself um, emotionally stable as well, just through talk therapy. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much uh-huh. for sharing that. Now, also uh-huh. mental health struggles. A lot of people dealing with that for the holidays. You know, it, it is a more stressful time and anxious time. And even with what about things like anxiety and stress? Um, those are mental right. health conditions too, right? What could we do Correct. about those? Right. And how do you deal with the in-laws at the holidays? I don't even have in-laws, but I'm just saying I'm making a joke because <laughs> it always gets more stressful when you have to go somewhere and some families don't get along and, you know, it's, oh, it's not an easy thing. Right, right. Well, if we kind of keep in mind, you know, that we can only change ourselves. We really can't change others. You know, I mean, we can learn how to healthily express to others, you know, and then maybe work out win-win things with them. But uh, if you can stay at that level of love and forgiveness, you know, and um, trying to put yourself in the shoes of the other person, understand what they're going through, work on your, it's, a, it's an opportunity to work on yourself. We can either be having fun or we're learning, right? So in that case, if there's some friction, it's kind of like a diamond needs friction to be created, right? And we might need a little friction to learn how to better ourselves. You know, like how to, I think we talked a little bit about like the breathing and, you know, getting yourself in a calm state and different strategies to kind of put yourself in in a, in a good uh, frame of mind. And that can be, it can be, look at it as an opportunity to work even more in making yourself a better person. Got it. And um, also with the holidays upon us, what other things are we also communicating poorly? Are we heightened stress in relationships? Because I know you work with individuals and couples as well with this too. 
Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of something that you were thinking about? Well, like- yeah, I, yeah, totally. Around the holidays, I find everyone's stressed, and then there's no time for each other, and you get a lot of couples bickering and fighting because everyone's always busy in their own world doing their own thing. I'm looking at my sister and her husband, for example, right? Because they recently got into a fight, and it turns out... I think it's because it's the high stress time because they're running to the kids' events and the Christmas, the holiday church pageant, uh, the practices. They're all trying to run around and they're not getting along as much. And here I am. Mm-hmm. I'm no one to give advice to someone with, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm not in a relationship. But I said, don't you guys, don't you have to make time for each other? I mean, how? And they're like, well, we don't have time. We can't make time. We're too busy. We're this. And, and it, it, I, so I ended up taking them to go see the Radio City um, Christmas Spectacular and their kids. So we all went to the city last week which was nice to do something together as a family but the uh-huh. big joke was let's trust them out more like they need alone time <laughs> right right well you know you bring up a good point um i don't know if you're familiar with the five love languages quiz um about- yes. tell me that i've heard about can you share yeah share what that is yes because everyone needs a certain type of love and also gives a certain could you share that do you, do you know the specifics on it Absolutely, because I generally get all couples to fill that out if they come for couples therapy. That's one of the first things that I would do, besides all the assessments to understand what their individual problems are, so to make sure we can work and get those helped. But um, that is, uh, the idea is that there's like, they have it as five main love languages. And people are kind of like a TV, like in the old days, where if you walked over to TV and it was off and you started pressing the you know, buying button, nothing's going to happen. You start pressing the channel button, nothing happens. You got to press the, the power button. And people are like that. We, you know, you have to press the button that makes them feel loved. You have mm-hmm. to understand what their love language is. And um, usually we're going to do for other people what works, you know, what is our love language? Because we want to yeah. love what they feel this makes us feel loved. So we're going to do that for the other person. What happens is if, that's not their, you know, top two. I usually look at the top two love languages. What is their bottom one? And it's nice, but it doesn't really, you know, turn the power on. So they don't really ever feel the love. I think um, the therapist who kind of and came up with this had uh, said, gives an example in his book, The Five Love Languages. There's a bunch of them that can do it for your children, couples, all kinds of relationships. Um, said that he had a man come to his workshops, which he did, uh, to help people understand what their love languages were. And his wife didn't come. Mm-hmm. But when he left, he said to himself, you know what? I think she might like gifts. That's one of the five. So every day when he got back, he gave her a different gift. And not expensive enough. And he picked up her fat cookie from the bakery when he was at the mall. You know, the next day, he saw some little wildflowers. He brought them in, a little bouquet. And the next day, he just wrote a little card or something. By the end of the week, she says, he loves me. And he, she never, he never really felt that, uh-huh. even though he was a provider. So uh, the reason I mentioned this, or what came to me about your, um, did you say? Sister was, and brother-in-law, was, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that some people, uh, one of the uh, love languages is called quality time. And quality time, I call that one kind of a blessing and a curse because, I mean, if you do this, it's almost like anything can be healed. I've had couples in where there have been infidelity for a year and the person betrayed 
their main love language was quality time. And once they just start, he started doing that, then it was forgiven. It was like, wow, <laughs> this yeah. is easy. You know, I mean, um, which is fine, you know, but um, quality time involves time. It's a little different than picking up some wildflowers as you're going down the street or uh, words of affirmation saying, I love you, or you look nice, or you did a good job. It's quality time takes actually some time, some alone time, like you were talking about, where you have to actually have that time. I call it, kind of call it, uh, I'm not in, to be negative about it, but like kind of worthless hanging out time like you did when you were kids and you just get together with your friends. Wow. Uh, you're just hanging out and you get along, you're accepted. And it doesn't have to be money spent, but you're spending that time, having the time. Like we don't, mm -hmm. you know, have when you, you know, you're, it's the holidays and you're working and you have children. And it's a, it's hard to find that two hours a day it to is. spend, to fulfill that quality time quotient. And people who need the quality time, if they don't get it, it's almost like an addiction. It's almost like. Yeah. that they're hanging on by their fingernails and they start to feel mistrusting and envious. And is this person, does he like her better than me? And, and it, it then you the nailed it. Start. You nailed it on the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got that. And the fights start up and, and then, you know, and, and quality time can't have a fight in it. I mean, even no. if you're going out to a nice dinner and then you have sort of an yeah. argument that cross that out, that wasn't quality time. It's because you need to have like, at least three days in a row of a couple hours and then maybe the fourth day you can take off yeah. and then you got to get back on every day and but the nice thing is it doesn't have to be an expense and you can't like you know uh just say well we're going to go out for the weekend of williamsburg that's where you know yeah. i would live but you know you can't do that you have to have that consistently every day and it has to be non-critical you know so that part is something to make if you have that just got to look at your schedules and kind of figure out where you're going to have your time and it could be even cleaning the garage if that's what you wanted to do like oh gosh i wish we want to get rid of this stuff we've been wanting to do a long time let's hang out for the afternoon do it together yeah do right. it together and that can be quality time it doesn't well, there's nothing particular thank you yeah. we must run yeah. we're able to stay a few minutes later today which is good oh, sorry. Uh, to make up. don't be sorry uh <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad to have you here remind us how we can contact you please yes um yes yeah, psychologists in virginia all all the words spelled out dot com has all my information on it um you know my email and my phone and has all my website about my clinical practice here in virginia and um my books and things so hopefully you can get into it i think uh, my practice manager said that the problem is it kind of shows up but then you can't do anything but it has somewhere a little teeny fine print if you click it'll go into the next section so <laughs> hopefully you can get it awesome thank you so mm -hmm. much well stay tuned everyone we appreciate you being here dr ann creekmore pick up the book great for christmas gifts stocking yeah. suffers right <laughs> Absolutely. It would be great. Yes. Right. Love yourself. Love your life. Perfect. Thank you again. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye-bye. You. you too. Bye. Bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. 
Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah, buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh yeah, seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is like busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.